Who the bloody hell's that? Should indeed. You're listening to the Corona Diaries, a sometimes random and often irreverent attempt to understand the psyche of singer Steve Hogarth. Hello and welcome to chapter 110 of the Corona Diaries. <laughs> you may now exhale. You looked a bit like, do you remember Rent-A-Ghost? <laughs> do you know that thing in Rent-A-Ghost where they used to hold the nose to try and, and it was Mr, what was he called? Nobody knows what I'm talking about. Okay, let's move on then before we get that. For a second there, our no. guest looked like a character from rent ghost but you need to remember rent ghost and clearly yeah, I'm the only one that they, did. They only got that in Yorkshire. They only got that in Yorkshire. Up the north. fine city of Doncaster. Yeah. Um, I might, city. City, as of last week, week before, mm-hmm. whatever. Yes. Anyway, before we go any further, we have a guest. We have to behave ourselves. I'm a little bit worried. Lucy Jordas is with us. Oh, listen to the applause. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yay! That's better. Sorry. What do you think this is, Steve Wright? I, oh. can put, I can put a bit in, if you like. Well, we are yeah. in the afternoon. We are in the afternoon. Yes, yes. <laughs> Lucy, thank you, for, thank you for being available to us. Second episode on the trot, your voice has been heard. It's, it's shocking. There's, yes. been a, there's been a tsunami of let's have Lucy on from all of the listeners. You see, so so you ought to yeah. be charging us really for this. Oh, blimey! Send us an invoice. <laughs> there was a ridiculous amount of positive feedback after one oh nine. Some people think it's the best episode we've made. It was very funny. It kind of got mm. funny at the end when Ian was rooting <laughs> around in the shed. Well, I, it's just like you sent you sent a text message going, "Can you record this for me?" And I didn't even question it, did I? I just did it no, you're because to I just thought he's going to run with something funny here. And then, you know, then you got Ian involved, and it was like I, I had no idea what it was going to sound like, but I knew it would be funny. So um, I, I giggled my head off when I was listening to it. Well done. <laughs> we, Alice and I, were doing the same thing. As things were coming, the, the beauty of that was everything did come through in little segments obviously and we were wetting ourselves the one where the bit what came through with you with your feet in the what did you have your feet in just out of interest were they actually in a bucket no they were in the bee day you've got a bee day Ooh, get me <laughs> that's a scandinavian thing isn't it <laughs> no it's entirely she she never bloody goes anywhere near it she thinks it'll bite her in the ass. Um, no, I'm, uh, the B day was entirely of my doings. <laughs> well, it is entirely of my doings. Oh, how disgusting! No, I only wash my feet in it. No, I don't really. I don't wear any. <laughs> I was going to say, is this something to do with the commando thing? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You can't. You've got to have a B day if you don't wear underwear. Yeah. Or you could just wear pants. You'll have a nice clean bottom, isn't it? 
Or get a Japanese toilet and then it cleans uh, your bum for you. Yeah. Well, we, we, I didn't have a Japanese toilet at that point. Uh, and I thought, I'd, I, I want a day. So we got one when we were doing the house up. And it's the best thing I ever got. And you can wash your feet in it as well. So I had my feet in the bidet. <laughs> but that's what? not the oral picture, A-U-R-A-L picture. I was trying to paint. I was trying to paint a picture of a bloke sitting in front of the telly with his feet in a washing up bowl of water, which is yeah. what my, my parents used to do. <laughs> Did they do when they had a cold? <laughs> Yes. No. Well, yes. Or when they'd come in from the outside and they got wet. Well, yeah, exactly. When you, if you'd been on a long walk and in the in the bad weather, you'd come and put your feet in a bowl. I think my mum had a theory that it was restorative. I don't know if right. that's true in any way. Um, it's nice to have warm feet. There you go. I'm, yeah, I'm all for warm feet. I wear thick socks all the time. Even in the summer, when I'm in the house, I like warm feet. Yeah, there you go. That's something the listeners didn't know about Lucy. No. <laughs> well, well, while we're on that, so has Ian got warm feet? Ian wears thick woolly socks as well in the house. Right. We call them socks from God. In fact, I'm wearing a pair right now. There you go, look. Socks from God? <laughs> yeah. God's Fluffy socks. socks. As soon as we get in the house, we take our shoes off and put on our socks from God. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is so rock and roll. That's the episode title there, Ant. Yeah, socks from God. <laughs> as soon as we get in the house. <laughs> yes. Yes. We <laughs> have very strange things that we do, me and Ian. Oh, right. Well, hang on a minute. Then. Go on, then. Let's start there, then. Let's start with <laughs> top five strange things you and Ian do. <laughs> we've had a competition for the last 15 years we've been together 20 can you believe that h 20 no, years frankly no I, that's ridiculous i can't believe anything though so i've worked for the band for 22 years been with ian 20 you get less for murder mm. um, but no we've had this thing for about the last 15 years um called it's bin day tomorrow and today is a Tuesday, which means it's bin day tomorrow, every Tuesday. So every Tuesday, wherever we are in the world, we have a competition to see who can be the first person to shout, it's bin day tomorrow. And we have literally, Ian bought me uh, an iPad and he had it engraved on the back and it said, it's bin day tomorrow. <laughs> and he gave it to me on a Tuesday. We send each other cards through the post, you know, and you get up in the morning and you're tired and you open it. You go, oh, bollocks. And it's literally the most ridiculous, stupid thing. And um, I think we mentioned it on a, we did a, a FaceTime live on something and we mentioned it and there's, there's a fan in America who's written a song called It's Bin Day Tomorrow. His name's Chuck and it's absolutely, I'll send it to you later, H, because he plays it on the piano and it's absolutely brilliant. And he's oh. just singing, it's bin day tomorrow. <laughs> it's just, oh, do send me that. Ah, uh, uh, yes. yes. I will send it to you in a minute because it's absolutely, he, he sent it this week, weirdly enough. I don't know what made him think of it. And uh, it was this morning and Ian was still in bed 
and I had this great desire to put it through the Bluetooth speakers and wake him up with this song. <laughs> so it, and it, it's just this thing. And we just do silly things like that that make us really laugh and that everyone else goes, what are they doing? I mean, it's been on the WhatsApp page. You've probably seen it. I've, when you've been on tour and I've been at home, I've said, could someone tell Ian it's bin day tomorrow? Because I want <laughs> I want to win every Tuesday. Wherever he is in the world. Yeah, I, I did think that odd at one point. Yeah, I don't know where we were. We might have been in Japan when you said, could you let Ian know it's bin day tomorrow? I did remember thinking, what the bloody hell is he going to do about that? So I you missed the point. Say, yeah. You just say it to him and then he'll just go, oh, bollocks, because he, both of us need to be the first. And it's been literally running for 15 years and I can never, ever see it stopping. <laughs> so you've you've not got a competitive streak then? <clears throat> well, my best friend George will tell you that I'm really competitive, but I'm actually not a very competitive person, but I am when it comes to beating Ian to It's Been Day Tomorrow. I think that's really nice. I think that's, I mean, obviously, I, I you know would have liked the top five things, but I'll take that because I think that's so special. Um, that's a t-shirt. Yeah, we've that done actually should be. Yeah, no, we You've did done... a t-shirt. Yeah, did it? Got a t-shirt printed saying it's been day tomorrow, and came down wearing that in the morning to be the first person to say it. Yeah, we've done. If anyone can think, oh, tied a note to the dog and got the dog to walk in with it's been day tomorrow on him. Honestly, if if you're if, if, if H's um, Patreons could send ideas of how I can always win It's Been Day Tomorrow, the stupider the better. Much what about a plane? What about those things that the plane drags behind? I looked into it, but do you know how expensive they are? Because I actually wanted to do that from Marillion's new album. I wanted to uh, do a plane. When we were thinking of the buses and the taxis that we had, you know, an hour before mm. it's dark on it, I was saying, why don't we get a plane to fly around? And hugely expensive. Uh, right. Uh, mm. And you're not the kind of band that owns a plane, are you? No, or spends any money. Don't start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be stern with you. Uh, you see? See? Uh, well, no, H thinks I'm a party pooper. I never said that. You do. I blame the entire operation. I don't blame you. They're well, you've as, always blamed Ian, to be fair. You've always said Ian keeps your arms straight and narrow. All of them. What's this costing? He's always question one. You know, if any, if you have an idea, I got, I got five. Before you even get on the Zoom call, I got five of them. Well, there's four of them, and four of them all going. What's this costing? Are because we sure? Are what? we sure we need to spend money? But that's my job. No, I know it's your job. I'm just cost. saying that, that I'm surrounded by them. You're not the only well, one. But, but, but hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Before we get into this greenhouse and stone throwing thing, <laughs> every other page in the diary, you're saying how expensive the coffee is. Would you believe it was 67 pence for a coffee or whatever it is? Every single page of the diary. Well, that was a lot of money in those days. No, but I'm just saying, you've got that Yorkshire thing going on, haven't you? That, you know. I'm all made, right up made, to a they point. They made me pay for my drink. No, I'm, 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 I'm good on coffee. I, in the old days, I was all right on coffee up to about eight quid, at right. which point the collie used to drain out my face. <laughs> you, been, you used to be charged eight quid in the Cavalieri Hilton for a cup of coffee, and that was in 19 bloody 80 yeah. blah. So that was just shocking. 
the, the most I've ever paid is twelve euros in Paris, and I and and I was visibly shaking. Mm. I was trying to be cool, but I was like doing. I was juddering. Yeah, that's probably dearer than that now in the Cavalier. Yeah. It's a nice hotel, mind. There we are. Any anyway, anyway, back to our guest, uh, and we'll we'll ask you a little bit about you and Marilyn and the backstory. But before we start. And talking of colour draining out of people's faces, so how did H say te- sort of drop it in conversation that he was starting a podcast, or did he even do it? Did he ask forgiveness later? No, H. Um, oh God, this this sounds really like ass kissing, but H is the best in the band. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Dude, oh, just say that again slowly. Gold star. I, I, they're all, to be fair, they've all got a lot better after 22 years of practice. They went through this stage of booking stuff and not telling me, and it, it's the thing that makes me really angry because I don't need to know because I'm nosy. I need to know because I figure everything into the the bigger picture of, of what Marillion are doing. But, um, and... H, 99% of the time, does tell me what's going on. He sent me an email that said, what do you think about this? And I said, yeah, I think it'd be fun, but I'm not sure about charging people. And then I I think I rethought it and said, yeah, give it a go and see, because if people don't want to pay, then you're not, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. And do you think you can do it when you're on tour and everything? And he said, well, let's give it a go and see if we can. And yeah. obviously here you are two years later. I thought it was only going to last six weeks. Well, we both At did. that point. Is it two years? <laughs> it's it's, it's a couple be. of years, isn't it? It's yeah, it. got to be. Yeah. I, I didn't on it. Well, this is the... <laughs> <laughs> Lucy's bad laugh. Lucy, Lucy's been bitchy here. I didn't think it would last because in the past, when I've had conversations with the band and said, "Look, can I have regular updates from you and stuff?" I get about two, and then they lose the will to live and forget about doing it, and then yeah. I end up either doing it myself or not doing it. it trails off. Yeah, it's true, yeah, isn't it? it? Mm. That is it's true. Like- <clears throat> It could only have worked through the pandemic because the if you by the put, time we'd realised the pandemic had stopped, we would we we'd got a habit going, hadn't we? Yeah, yeah. I think I I think we did. We'd got a habit going, and then we'd got a sort of groundswell of people and and all of that. And so I've been trying to work out how we how we're going to stop it. Stop it. Yeah, but at yeah. some point we'll have to. But I mean, at least till I've got through this volume two of this diary, we should mm. keep going. We're on page ninety-two, and there's three hundred and thirty-three pages. <laughs> yeah, and we average well, we'll five pages a week. We'll be all right till the, till then. Um, or maybe yeah. you can slow it down first. You know, just do one every other week. Yeah. Well, yeah, we let... can't put less content in, can we? Really? I mean, it literally is drivel. <laughs> yeah, but. It's like when I do the Q&As with the band at the Marillion Weekends. The fans like to hear a more natural side to the musicians that they admire, so they like listening to H talking drivel. Well, yeah. that's... And there's, and there's literally 150 <laughs> hours of it now. 
It's extremely I mean, how fortunate. How much can you need? <laughs> if only I had recorded every single meeting we have ever oh had. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Would that have, would have been a winner. And every, sing, every single day at the studio, I, I, I sit there thinking, this is actually better than the drugs tape. You know, mm. it's better than Spinal Tap. You couldn't write this stuff. It's gold, but, we, you know, we can't. Well, Ian said, do you remember that? <laughs> He's still got it in his file somewhere because it still makes him laugh. I don't know when it was, two, three years ago. I needed a meeting with you all urgently. So I emailed them all. This was before Zoom. I emailed everyone and said, what date can everyone do a meeting? I am not exaggerating, And when I say... 53 email replies later, I actually wrote back to them and said, I don't want the fucking meeting now. I've lost the will to live. Do you remember that age? I, do. I couldn't believe it. It was literally, I mean, it was, we'd just settled yeah. on, a, you know, and Pete came in or whoever it was and went, oh, I can't do that day. Oh, yeah. It was like, forget it. I don't, you know, well, what did you want to talk about, Lucy? It doesn't matter anymore. You know, I just don't care. I actually don't care. Do what you want. Was, that the, email, was that the email, Charlotte, and the, the message from Pete that just said, come for the gog? Yes. Yeah, that was one <laughs> of, and that was all it said. Yeah. Sounded yeah. like a Welsh railway station. Yeah. Ian's got the <laughs> Ian's got the whole the whole email trail because he said we should actually print it and put it online because it is so ridiculous just to try and even organize the meeting, let alone having the meeting. And I can hear my voice raising because my voice raises when I get frustrated with this band, which happens. Hardly ever. Hardly no. ever. Let's just go start back to the to, beginning. Can we just go back to how I'm your favourite one? <laughs> let's just get back to that and I'll just sit back. Gold star H, that's what we'll call you. Gold star teachers H. Teachers pair, teachers Oh, pair. dear. Nobody's buying it. Literally no. nobody's buying it. Um. So 22 years, 22 years. I know, I know. Does it feel like 22 years? <laughs> 40? <laughs> no, it doesn't feel like 22 years. Was it always the match made in heaven that it feels like or seems like? No. <laughs> she had to think about that, didn't she? Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, I think... I think it took them a long time to trust me. Mm. And I don't take that with any offence because, A, I had to prove myself. And I think I did, you know, pretty quick. I think, you know, like it was the Marbles tour, 2005. So I started working for them in 2000. In 2005, I did the Marbles tour and they actually made money for the first time ever on a, any tour that they'd ever done. And I think they then realised that I kind of knew what I was talking about, maybe. Um, but I think it took them a long time to trust me. And, and I totally respect that because they've been burnt by charlatans in, in the past. Mm. And so I had to earn my place. And, uh, you know, sometimes I still, even now, 22 years later, get a bit like, oh, for God's sake, just trust me on this. But I think 
now, 22 years later, for the most part, they do. I always completely trusted you on the honesty level. I never doubted that for a millisecond. Uh, It took me a while to trust your expertise because it does, you know. Um, Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. Certainly, I never doubted your your honesty. I never doubted your ability either. But it takes a while before you trust someone to make the right calls. Um, and I mean, I always drop everything in your lap, man. I don't know. I mean, I, I, when you say, how much should we charge for this or where should we go and do that? I just go, well, wherever you think. So I, I well, I do I, usually get it right, yeah, but exactly that's taken me a long time as well. I mean, what happened, Dan, I remember, obviously, I'd worked at a record company. I had no idea about touring. I'd only ever gone to gigs. <clears throat> and I started work for them and they fired their agent and promoter within about six months and said, oh, Lucy can do it. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know how. And they're like, oh, you'll work it out. And so I phoned up every agent and promoter and manager I knew and said, teach me and, and learn really quickly. Uh, I made a couple of mistakes, but I didn't make any mistakes that cost them money which to me was important. And they forgave me my mistakes because they knew I was learning. And to be honest, they probably didn't know any better themselves. Um, I don't remember you making any. What what were your mistakes then? Can you remember them? No. No, you can't do that (laughs) bad, can you? No, they weren't weren't great huge clonkers, but, you know, just... Well, not like buying an eight-foot-by-four-foot mixing desk that you now use as a table. That wasn't me. No, exactly. (laughs) Do you want to go through all the, the no, bad no, things we can that never happened? Because none of them were me. <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't need to. We don't need to go there. I don't feel we need to go there. Um, but um, <laughs> but what is what is interesting about one thing you just said there was that's really early for a, a band to be making money from touring because back then it, I, I can only imagine that's the crossover point where it went from you toured to sell because you made money on the. CDs and the albums to the other way around to effectively the music not making you any money it was the touring that made you the money so t- 2005's early on well it helped be... that they weren't paying a manager 25% of the gross yeah that would help it helped that they weren't paying an agent 5 to 10% of the gross and going back to what H said about me saying how much does that cost you know I'm the <laughs> got them all here you know mm. queen of the spreadsheet um I, I would budget within an inch of my life um and say right okay we can do this gig we can do this gig we'll do this gig and we will make this much money right let's do it I've always since I started organizing the tours I've always said I don't mind if you don't particularly make a lot of money I just don't want you to lose no. any money do you know no, what I mean? But you can see where I'm coming from because back in the day, the touring was to support, you know, was to push the to push the product to sell the to sell the album to sell the CD, and that's essentially. And of course, that you know, you can see why record companies wanted it that way around because they're making so much money on the product. But now, I mean, I can't think of many people now who make money on 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 sales alone, as in you know, on record sales. So it's it's all that it's all tour, isn't it? It's all tour and merch now, pretty much. 
for my, for a lot money. of artists. Yeah, I mean, we make we make money on the records as well. You know, we uh, we kind of is it, I don't know what what the percentages are, whether it's fifty and fifty or what it, what it is, but we do. So we've we've done a lot of good record deals, um, and again, it's it's the it's the fact that we've got this amazing fan base um, that you know will 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 stump up and 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 finances making these records in the first place that then then enables us to to license those albums back to other labels um, that that gives us the best of both worlds really. Financial that, <clears throat> that's the hardest, but but most important one one of the hardest, but one of the most important parts of my job is communicating with the fan base, because I feel um, I feel a huge pressure, and it's come up in 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 meet band meetings before. I think H has said it. You know, Mark said it. You know, are you sure you need to spend so much time on social media? communicating with the fans well I absolutely believe I I do because mm. they are our bread and butter and they are wonderful you know human beings not all of them but <laughs> I mean that in the nicest way but they're all important to us so if I have to spend an hour a day on social media answering trivial questions to make people happy then I'm going to do it but it is mm. the hardest um, part, you know, one of the hardest parts of my jobs, but it's also most one of the most important. Yeah, but that also then that points to why so many of the fans feel you're such an integral part of everything, and why you're held in such affection by people. Except for you, because you're scared of me. Yes, that doesn't mean that I don't hold you in affection. I can I can oh. be scared of you, and 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 you know, and that's that's entirely possible. Yeah, um, most men no, have most men have wives they hold in great affection, and yet are quite scared of. Yes, I will I'll I see how that could be the case. I'm not fucking <laughs> comment on my personal circumstances, but but uh, but no, they they do. I mean, the entire fan base does. Does you know? I mean, and that is unusual. Let's be honest; that is unusual to have somebody connected to a band in in an organisational or managerial sense that the the fans have a relationship with, like they do with you. I can't think of it. Well, I personally, I can't either. But I, as I said, I like I like doing it because I I can I feel sometimes a bit like um, I can't make of the word not Silla Black who. Making dreams come true. You know, sometimes someone will write something on Facebook and I d it just touches my heart and I, I, I send it to the band and the band write something back that I pass mm. on to that fan. And that's a simple thing for me to do, but it so means the world to that mm. fan to get a response from, from the band they love. And so you feel a bit like, oh, I did something lovely for someone. And, you know, that that's a self selfish selfless deed isn't it yes it's a yes. self i'm trying to do something nice for someone else but it makes me feel good at, at the same time so why wouldn't you want to do it win 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 uh we'll pause briefly for a bit of diary um which i have read but it doesn't matter i'm not going to ask any questions about it and we'll probably do a fairly short section of diary because i want to get back into talking to lucy so um i think you're in stockholm age I am at the Chinese theatre, actually, on the Marbles tour. Mm. 
Marvel's yeah, toy, that, see? That made money, that tour. Hey, yeah, it did. Look at that. Now, that's it's not mentioned in the diary, money. Lucy. Uh, I never know, actually, to be honest. I don't remember <laughs> which one. I do remember the Brave tour losing an absolute fortune. And I remember sitting in Rod Smallwood's office after we were managed by him, um, after we'd done the radiation tour, and him proudly announcing that we'd only lost 70,000 quid. And us, all, and us all sitting around a table thinking, that's fantastic. They know what they're doing, these guys, don't they? <laughs> so we, we, we had a very different perspective in those days. Go on, then. Stockholm bound. Ah, Stockholm. Lovely Stockholm. Here it comes. Wednesday, 12th of May, Stockholm, Chinese Theatre. Pulled back my little curtain and recoiled as the white light of a sunny day blasted my retinas through my wide open irises. As the blurs cleared and the white calmed down to colours and shapes, I could see that we were parked on the Stockholm waterfront in the centre of the poshest part of town. Tonight we play the Chinese Theatre which is situated next to and co-owned by the fabulous Burns Hotel, the place to currently hang out and be seen in Stockholm. I love this city. All Ingmar Bergman's ghosts are here. The old town and the waterfront are so beautiful and haunting. I have sometimes walked alone through the old town late at night to discover it almost completely deserted, and I felt like a time traveller wandering through an empty city during the 15th century. It's another world entirely from England, and yet, during the day, it's bustling and as glamorous as Mayfair. It had been arranged for us to have lunch in the cafe of the Burns Hotel. I threw some clothes on, no underwear I seemed to have run out, and wandered into the conservatory, where most of our scruffy band and crew were already assembled, bleary-eyed and decompressing from yet another night on the bus. The interior of the adjoining room is among the most ornate interiors I've seen anywhere. A Rococo frenzy of amazing plasterwork, paintings, frescoes and chandeliers. It could be the interior of a palace. Two immaculately uniformed and beautiful waiters, one female, one male, were coming and going, taking orders and providing desperately needed coffee to band and crew. The waiter was young, blonde, tall, elegant and never stopped smiling. Can't imagine why. Having grown up here tall and good-looking and surrounded by a seemingly endless supply of the most beautiful girls on earth, it must have been a struggle to stop grinning even in the most worrying of situations. Quinna had asked us all yesterday what we'd like to eat here today and it had all been ordered in advance. I thought I was ordering dinner so I'd opted for the roast pork and mashed potato. Bizarre then to watch it arrive in front of me so soon after rolling out of bed. Pork for breakfast. Oh well, no different to bacon and egg really. It's all in the mind. The food was lovely, but I couldn't relax as there were interviews to do. Quinna took me to a room in the hotel where I had a couple of radio phone interviews, one to Gothenburg and another to Greece. Managed to squeeze in a lightning shower before the phone rang and there was a DJ from Gothenburg on the other end of the line. Can you hold on for two minutes, she said. Sure, I'll go and put some clothes on, I said. 
She probably thought I was joking. After that, I had to hang around till 2pm. Too much time to sit and wait, not enough time to go anywhere, for the Greek phoner. Shame, really, as it was a gorgeous day out and I wouldn't have minded a wander round the old town. True to form, the phone never rang at two, so I let Quinner know and he managed to sort things out. The phone rang at 2.10 and I spoke to a guy from the Greek radio station who told me there was a power cut at the moment and maybe they could do the interview at 2.30 when the power was restored. There goes another precious hour out of my day then. Bugger. How the hell are they going to organise the Olympics? It'll run about as smoothly as a nativity play in an infant school. Sorry, Greece. As I read this now from the vantage point of November 2004, I couldn't have been more wrong. It was one of the best organised and most impressive Olympics ever. I'll give them till 2.30 and then I'm off, I thought. The phone rang at exactly 2.30 and it was the Greeks saying that power was restored and they could now do the interview. The radio station is in Thessaloniki, I think, on the Greek mainland, and our single, You're Gone, is currently number three on their playlist. We had a pleasant chat. I think the DJs were fans. Makes a change. Whoopee! It's 3pm and I am now free till 4.30. Went outside to discover that the sun had gone in and the temperature had dropped 10 degrees. It was now pretty damn chilly. Apparently, at this time of year, if the wind comes in off the sea, the temperature drops like a stone because there's still a lot of ice out on the Baltic. So it's like having a huge refrigerator waiting off the coast. I crouched freezing in the street while Freddie Bilquist took a few photographs before hurrying back into the Burns Hotel to write the diary in the cafe. Bumped straight into Ian and nattered to him for a while instead. Managed to write a few words before I was needed at the gig. Wandered over the road to the Chinese theatre where soundcheck was already getting underway. The Chinese theatre is a lovely old art deco place, designed for drama and musicals rather than rock and roll, but Marillion's live show works as well in this environment as it does in a rock club. The sit-down audience situation, combined with the natural reserve of the suite, was going to make for a pretty low-energy audience vibe, so I adjusted my psyche accordingly for the show ahead. Sometimes you need a reaction, and sometimes you can decide it's art and forget about the crowd completely. This was to be one such night. Soundcheck went by without incident, although the vertical five-floor climb to the dressing rooms deserves a mention. After a 150-minute show, you need oxygen. I returned to the room at the Burns to relax for one whole blissful hour before wandering down to the bar where I walked straight into our ex-personal assistant, Smick Hartgrave, who emigrated to Sweden after falling in love with his now wife, Helen, who used to work at Stanbridge Farm when we wrote Holidays in Eden. I haven't seen Helen for many years. Another Stanbridge girl, Ulrika, had also come along. No one had aged even a day in the ten years that have passed. Must be fresh air or something in the Swedish water and it was great to see them and catch up and reminisce about drunken japes in fancy dress, etc., all those years ago. Showtime arrived, and off we went. I remained well and truly into the music throughout, and this was to be one of my favourite shows of the tour to date. By the end of the show, the audience gave us an ovation. 
This is equivalent to full-blown hysteria for Swedes, so I knew we'd hit the spot. Afterwards, I had a drink in the Burns Hotel with my old chum, Per Torreson, who works for the UN in Sweden and once showed me round the UN building in New York. He's now based back here in Stockholm and something of a bigwig. It was good to see him. His meteoric rise up the diplomatic ranks hasn't altered him at all. We eventually said bye-bye to our chums, who were, by now, the right side of several sodas, and returned to the bus, where I climbed into bed for the relatively short trip to Malmö in the south of Sweden. And we're back! Though we haven't stopped talking, actually. No. Um, which and it's prompted a couple of questions we're going to get to, and including, including because you just mentioned it, Lucy, you were, you were the inspiration, the ideas person behind the H Natural shows. Yes. Okay, brilliant, fantastic. Moving on then. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how podcasts work. Well, I don't know how honest I'm allowed to be. I, uh, I don't know if H has ever said this in public. Oh, so. you, I think you can bet I probably have, whatever it is. All right. H said, I've got a huge tax bill and I don't know how to pay it. So after I'd given him the lecture of, you know, well, you have to put your tax money aside, I then said, well, why don't you go and do you and a piano on a tour? Just you. People would love it. Trust me on this. And then hmm. he did, and they do. And they do. That's hmm. the fact, isn't it? Yes. And I, I told everybody on that tour that I was, I was, uh, I was doing it for a tax bill. You I did. don't think they believed you, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually I, were. I, I for one did. remember how much it was. Oh, go on. I, I can't, can't tell that. I can't remember. It was a lot, wasn't it? It was. It was I can tell you. But uh, how much was it? 19 grand. Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah. I needed 19 grand quick. I needed 19 Grief. grand quick. So I did the maths and <laughs> said, You should go and do this. And he said, Really? Do you think people will want to hear that? And I was like, Yes, they would. Just my, do it. My second question was, is there any alternative? And you said no. And I said, <laughs> book it then. <laughs> and what was that, 10 years ago? Just, yeah. I don't know how long you've been doing it now. Yeah, I've done... I've, I've done uh, oh, it must be. It's a hell of a while. Yeah. No, I've done quite a lot of them. I mean, quite. they, had, they sort of took on a life of their own. And every time they're a bit like the podcast. Every time I think we should probably stop this, I get hustled into doing another one by other people. You know, I'm I, I don't really sit down and 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 plan these these solo shows. Um, I always book the Oxford one because they're so busy at that church in Oxford that unless you book it the day you did the last one, you know, so I do, I'll do it on December the whenever. And, and as I come off stage, they'll go, are you doing next year? And I go, well, can't I think about it? And they go, well, you'll lose the date if you do. I thought, oh, you better put me in. So I always do that one because they're so busy. Um, I'm sort of permanently in, into that one unless I, I decide that's it, I'm done. Um, and the others are all just people who email or get on the phone and say, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? And um, sometimes I don't really want to, but I, I sort of, what's the word? I give in mm. um, usually under 
under pressure. And that, that's but, only because it's pretty fearsome doing these, um, these H naturals because I'm on my own. I make it worse by not really having a set list. So I'm always terrified when I walk on because I don't know what I'm going to do. And it's it, you know it's much scarier than walking on with Marillion because there's no there's you know you, I'm not looking over my shoulder at anyone else, it's just me, and um, and I don't know what I'm doing and that's part that's designed in, um, but but at the same time you don't really look forward to it. Well, you could design it in a little less. Yeah, but it would seem a shame. Well, you, used well. to, you used to plan and rehearse them. I do rehearse <laughs> them, but I rehearse about twice or three times what I'm going to do. Oh, I see. Okay. So, that, so, so that on the night, in theory, almost whichever direction the show goes in, I I've, at least have a rough idea of, of the chords. I mean, I've never had any trouble with words um, because I've just got a brain for words. Um, I'm a freak in that sense. Uh, and so I, I know the words to every song I've ever liked uh, and they're just in, they're, they're burnt in. But I can't do, I can't do that with piano chords. I, I do have to kind of reacquaint myself with those. If, if, I've, if, if it's been a year, I've got, to, I've got to sit down and go through it all again. And just, just while we're on the topic in an effort to impress our guest... You've just released dates for this year, haven't you? Yeah. See what I did there? Yeah. Do you know what they are? No. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Go on then, Lucy. Um, the 7th, 9th, 10th, 12th and 17th of December in December. Poland, Hamburg, a mm, couple of other places in Germany that I can't remember, and Oxford. I can, I can, I can. It's Poland. It's, it's Warsaw. Yes. Then it's Bonn. Bun Buckham, Bun Buckham and Hamburg, Hamburg, and then Oxford, yeah, and Oxford, in that order. Tickets for Oxford aren't on sale yet because I haven't quite sorted my shit out because I've been too busy doing the leftover stuff from the Meridian weekends. Because when we get back, we have to pay all the bills and do the settlement sheets Mm. and try and make the books balance, and it takes a long time. Mm. Well, it is only June. And it's not yeah. till December. Yeah. It's not no, I'm like, just saying because I did tell you I'd do it and I haven't yet. Well, I was, I, you know. <laughs> that's that's another thing that Stern Lucy always likes. Um, and I like it when people put their hands up and say, hands up, you know, I made a mistake or hands up, mm. I didn't do it. I, I can't stand bullshit. It's like put your hands up and go, I didn't do it. And then solve the problem, not just bitch about whose fault it was. No, you see, that's really interesting because the one thing. So obviously, I've got to know. I've got to know all of you a little bit. And the one thing I would say is, this is not a bullshit band. There is the the, the, the everybody. You know, I've not noticed a lot of it. Everything seems. Everything's very honest. You work really well as a team. Everything's on the level. You seem to yeah. have a good laugh. I th- no, I think so, but I- I'm talking about, you know, with the people that I have to deal with, you know, record yeah. companies or... Yeah, well, that's totally third different. Parties. That's, I, yeah, I that's baked in, isn't it? Yeah, I can't stand it when people go, oh, well, you know, I'm just like, look, put your hand up, go, we made a mistake, can we solve it now? You know, and it, it happens every time we do something. 
and we get very frustrated when things go wrong and it's other people's fault yeah. and they won't admit to it and we end up having to sort it out you know it, uh, like pre-orders being late or <sighs> all that kind of stuff you know it's it's it, yeah our marillion and our ethos is you know be honest get on and do it we're mm. every as much as i you know as much as i say it's like herding cats with this band they are honest and 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 they, they never work. never fuck up um, oh but never. when but when we do we put our hands up and i arrive at most meetings with both hands up <laughs> before i say anything no i think it, 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 it yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, is this the last job you'll ever have? No. Yes. Are, you, are you talking to me? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we all know the answer to that one. I was asking, I was asking Lucy. Oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, oh, it's the thought of going back into... The corporate world makes me literally want to pull my fingernails out. Mm. Uh, I, you know, like when I was at I was at EMI for six years, and and I hated the corporate world. Mm. Um, everything was about the corporation, and nothing was about the artists. And I was always on the side of the artists, which is probably why I didn't get promoted as much as I should, because I was like, yeah, but if you do that, that's screwing the artists and, and the record company was like, yeah, well, we don't really care. We just want to make money. Um, and just all that misogynistic bollocks, yeah. which I'm sure is still out there um, uh, and working nine to five and, and nah, I don't want to go back to that. So I kind of hope this is the last job I'll ever have. But then there'll be people who surely people would, bands would come to you and say, can you, you know, they have in the past, yeah. but and I did try once to to work for two bands. <laughs> one of them was Marillion, and the other one shall remain nameless. Don't say it, H. And uh, it was too difficult, and I didn't oh. want to do it anymore. It was too hard and stressful, and I just wanted to bang their heads together. And I thought I've already got five people whose heads I want to bang together. I don't need another. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, I don't want to work for any other bands. Honestly, I, I just want to work from from Marillion, and I am literally married to the band. Mm. Yeah, as right. long as they'll have me, I'll do it. Um, if they want to find me, you know, whatever. I think, <laughs> I think everybody who's listening now has just had the question answered about whether there's going to be another album. Because I think Lucy's just said there has, there, there will be. She's kind of just said, you know, this band's got to carry on whenever I want to work for them. Oh, there'll be another album for sure. Oh, you know, unless one of us or, or five of us work under a bus. Don't uh, start that know. again. Uh, we had no. a Zoom meeting yesterday and I just talked about death most of the way through it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I felt like death. I, Ian, all oh, last night, Ian kept saying, H kept talking about dying in that Zoom call. <laughs> well, we're not getting any younger. Well, yeah, I had a, you're not getting I, any younger. I had a text message from him yesterday that was kind of, it was a paragraph. There was no breaks in it at all. And it just was, 
it was 10 lines of how horrible his life was at that particular point in time. And I did, I did get a little worried. To be I fair. know, bless him. Well, it's, it's just, I can sympathise because I caught the flu after Poland, the Poland ruling weekend. I caught the flu and then I managed to catch COVID from Ian when he got back from the cruise. And I've just felt rotten since Poland and H has felt rotten since before Sweden. And it just, it does make you sort of, you know, your sanity, you get just a bit miserable. Mm. Yeah. Draining, isn't it? It is, yeah. I'm going, you know, you've seen what I do on stage. It's, it's, it's not. Normal. It's, it's not normal. <laughs> and you said you got, you know, an abscess in your mouth and stuff. All of that added up just must make you feel just dreadful. Yeah. Plus we had to do Sweden and Leicester back to back, which wasn't ideal. Um, it wasn't planned that way. We had to move Sweden because of the cruise because, you know, that got bumped for two years because I wouldn't make them do back to back normally because mm. H, you know, it, as he says, it's a lot you're not normal. No. <laughs> H, comma, you're not normal. We've actually used a title like I, that, I, I think. I'd be appalled if anyone thought it was, to be honest. I, appalled. I, I'd throw I myself off the roof here and now. I never thought you were normal, but you've definitely mellowed. Yeah, I've mellowed, yeah, Absolutely. But yeah. that's that's mostly the drugs. <laughs> Can you give some to Ian? <laughs> <laughs> They're the way forward, honest. Tell him seriously. <laughs> I've told him. I'll tell him again. Yeah, tell him again subtly. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to have to just say though, there are moments where you're your own worst enemy because it was you that said, "Wouldn't it be great if I sent everybody a birthday card?" Yeah, I know. And it was you that said, wouldn't it be great if I sang this thing at the end? I know, I know, no, I have brought all those things on myself, but they're sort of beautiful, aren't they? Oh, they're, they're fantastic. You know, well, they're I... beautiful things, but if, like they're not, yeah. There's a they're reason everyone else isn't doing them. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why everybody else isn't doing them, yes. There certainly is. <laughs> yes. Yes. But, you know, yes. that's that, there it is. <laughs> yes, that sounds like one of those ideas you didn't put past Lucy. You're going to do what? You're going to send everybody a handwritten birthday card. Are yeah. you mad? Yeah, no, he didn't. No. 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 That, one that one wouldn't have got past you, would it? No. I well, it's not up to me. It's his podcast. That's true. You would, have, yeah. you, would have, you would have advised me against that, wouldn't you? I think Anthony advised me against it as well. Oh, no, you didn't. You just said, that's great. Well, to be fair, in my defence, I did say that is great and that is fantastic. Are you sure? But I only asked you once. Exactly. I think it's a really great idea. But if I'd bet money on it, I would not have bet money that he would still be doing it two years later. As I said, I would have given it two weeks. And then he would have gone, I can't fucking deal with this. Lucy, Rich, whoever... Can you yeah. help me? No. No. <laughs> oh, no, that would be rotten if they started getting, you know, generic ones. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, no, absolutely, and I'm really proud of you. Well done. <laughs> well, well done. Well done. Well so done, finally... favourite member of the band. <laughs> I'll, chop, I'll chop that bit out. We'll have that, we'll have that on Facebook. Um, so um, one final thing then before Ooh. we let you go. 
Um, Make it a really juicy one. <laughs> well, actually, two things before you go. First one's a simple yes, which is, of course, you'll come back and talk to us again, won't you? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Second one then. Okay, second one. In 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 that kind of world of introspection in three sixties, what would you do different with TCD? I'd stop calling it TCD. I knew you were going to say that. You knew that. We've had this conversation. I know we have. What's up with that? <laughs> you, oh, do you my. want to know what the conversation is? Yeah, go on. I phoned Anne after your. Oxford, it was after Oxford, Oxford gig, and I said to him, stop being so cliquey. Oh, yeah, no, I remember you said that to me. Yeah, you got to... so cliquey. Because you don't... You, you should be advertising this podcast on Facebook, you should be spreading the word, but you get very cliquey talking about lobsters, lemon cake, um, <laughs> weird kale... Nobody, unless they listen to them all, knows what the crap you're going on about. <laughs> so I said, stop calling it TCD, call it the Corona Diaries and market yeah, it properly. And so yeah. that's what I would do differently. But that's all I would do differently because I think what you've got going is a, is a really good thing and it's really enjoyable. But to make bring more people in. To what place. we need, what we need, the podcast needs a manager, H. <laughs> yeah, no, find someone else. And it wouldn't be another band, you see. <laughs> needs you a know. manager. <laughs> I can just give you the odd piece of advice, but it's up right. to you whether you listen to it or not. But I was just trying to get you more subscribers because I think you'd get more subscribers because there's a lot to love about what you do. But when there's a clique, you have to make the clique less cliquey to get people in to and do you know what i absolutely agree with you and i think the only thing there is and it and partly it's down to time as well it is down to time because obviously there's a limited amount of time both of us can put into this but but i don't know where i it's almost a bit of not knowing where to start because we're so far down this particular rabbit hole that it's actually a little bit difficult to work out how the hell we we do because you you're absolutely you are absolutely right i'm always uh, right Yes, yes, yes. Well, I will. What a smug bitch! <laughs> I will write you. I will write you some ideas of what you should do, and I'm quite happy to help you do it. Oh, because, now you're talking. Now yeah. this is this is yes. We uh, just concentrate on the magic. I just, can I just withdraw, smug bitch? Then, if you're going to help, <laughs> <laughs> I ignored you anyway. Did you notice? Know- how I ignored him. I've, I've learned how to tune them out. Yes, yeah, tune him out. Yeah. Well, they yeah. tune me out. Seriously, yeah. if I send, Never. can I have one little bitch here? If I send an email that's longer than one paragraph, you can guarantee none of the fuckers will read the second paragraph. And then they'll go, oh, you never told us that. And I will forward them the email again. And they go, oh, I never read that far. I, they literally have said that to me. I've never read that far. Or I didn't understand. Or, sorry, can you say it again? I wasn't listening. <laughs> yeah, but I, I always say, can you say it again? I wasn't listening if, I wasn't, if I'm not listening. Yeah. In my defence. In your defence, but you are also, even though you are my favourite member of the band, you also suffer from the I never read past the first paragraph. I'm going to do better in future. It read to the second because that's usually where the good stuff is. (laughs) Right. I'll start at the bottom and work up. 
Like the I mean, Quran I literally put at the top of my emails, sit down with a cup of coffee and read the whole thing in capital letters like a, a really shouty person. And they still go, did you tell us that? Like, yes! <laughs> Perhaps you should send the end separate from the beginning and send <laughs> the end first and say, this won't make any sense because it's the end, but read it and then I'm going to send you the beginning. <laughs> yeah, and... Ian's just about to walk in with it's. He's look. I'll show you. you Ian, got... come in. He's been outside whilst we were whilst we were talking, and look what he's done. Has he got any bottles? Has he got any settling gear? He's oh, 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 the ice cream man just turned oh, up. He went and got me mighty an ice cream. jealous. Ice cream genius. Yeah, ninety nine. Something expense. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have to sell your arc welder to get it? <laughs> mm. Oh, sorry, I've got eight ice cream now. No, no, no you know you I think I think with that image, I think we should <laughs> She's covered in it. <laughs> She's bloody covered in it already, look. She is. I know. She is. Yeah. Of all the things she can do, she can't eat ice cream. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a lot of things I can't do. <laughs> There's a lot of things I can't do, but what yeah. I'm good at, I'm good at. Yeah. <laughs> and right. there we have it. Lucy Jordash in her own words. Yeah, and H, I will get you the It's Been Day Tomorrow song because you have to hear it. Cause it's, okay, I'll look forward to that. It's wonderful. <laughs> Lucy, it's been a pleasure. I'm as in awe of you as I was before, and I'm just slightly less scared of you than I was an hour Are ago. Are you, though? No, yeah. not really. Yeah, that was quite scary when she it said, was. Are you there? Are you though? That was oh, yeah. that unsettled yeah. me to be honest. <laughs> yeah, a little passive aggressive, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Are you though? Hang on. It's gonna stop. to wipe away a tear that was very romantic it's my favorite thing in the world <laughs> every tuesday don't forget right <laughs> well, I, look forward to hearing I, hope the, got, I hope you got what you wanted <laughs> what my is, ice cream dripping it's it's always difficult to tell with the corona diaries see what i did there yeah um mm. thank you it's all right anytime a lesson, le- a lesson learned We'll 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 say Tatar. Thank you very much. Um, uh, and, and I don't know what what you're going to do with the Croomcast H. <laughs> I'll leave it to you. Yeah, I, I we're think all everybody looking forward knows to what it. I'm going to do with the Croomcast. <laughs> Let's see. I'll speak to you soon. Totally. Thank care. you. Thank I'll you. Very you. Take care. Bye. Bye.
and Lucy's just left us, so we'll 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 do our normal our finish off. That was that was intense. None of it made sense. Well, is it supposed to? No. Right, cool. In which case, as we're still recording, or I'm still recording, I will I will say au revoir for one ten. Au revoir, mon ami. Um, and thanks everybody for continuing to support 110. 110. Unbelievable. I mean, um, she's right yeah. in one respect. Did any of us think it would go on this long? No. No. I didn't think this episode would go on this long. Let alone no, it's a bit of a corker. <laughs> After the judiciously edited 109, it seems a little bit, little flabby. <laughs> they were out something say? a bit more substantial. <laughs> oh dear! Right. Well, I'll see you next time. Thank you very much, Anthony. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go away and sneeze. I've been suppressing a sneeze for most of the episode. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go away and sneeze and have a word with that man with the circular saw outside. So, toodaloo! Thanks for listening, everybody. That's a hundred and ten, which finished with a ninety-nine. Thank you to Nick Rods. And Alexandra Manos Thank you Ryan Alquist And Kaylee Nias On the ice Tomorrow is Pintay Spend day tomorrow Tomorrow is spend day Don't forget about the bag in the bathroom Don't forget about the bag in the bathroom Don't forget about the bag in the loo Tomorrow is Pintay It's Pintay tomorrow Tomorrow is Pintay Some kind of goo in the bottom of the food box I think the bags are starting to leak Spare a thought for the old dears down the terrace Binday is the highlight of the week I hear them Shriek with joy. Tomorrow is Binday.
Thanks for listening to the Corona Diaries. It featured Steve Hogarth with the insights and me, Ant Short, with the questions. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider subscribing and maybe leaving a review as this will help others find it. You could even share with other like-minded souls, should the mood take you. This has been an A Short Stories production.